Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. So we are going to be talking about all kinds of really juicy things that are going to completely free you. Now this is going to be a hard uh, you know, difficult discussion, but I think that you are ready for it, especially if you are stuck with all kinds of things that are keeping you from your, you know, ability to actually lose weight. We're going to be stucking about, we're <laughs> stucking, we're going to be talking about evil, idolatry, and oppression on your weight loss journey, right? Because this is a common theme that I'm seeing. I'm seeing so many of my clients for the last year and a half dealing with it with an oppression that is caused and permeated through evil and through the pursuit of idolatry. And you know, nobody ever talked to me about idolatry. Idolatry, if somebody would have given me a Christian perspective on idolatry when I was stuck in my fat pants so many years ago, if somebody would have told me that idolatry is for today, like it's just not, you know, some weird thing that is only biblical. No, it's actually for today because idolatry can exist in so many ways and it, it's it's here on your weight loss journey and it can oppress you. Idolatry is when you go to something else to get what you can only get from God. Idolatry is when you put something above God, right? Like you run to it for your comfort, your peace, your joy, whatever it is, because it's giving you what you want in that moment in a way that going to God wouldn't give it, right? Like, um, you know, because going to God in those six, those circumstances where you might run to food right now, or you might run to alcohol, going to God, he's going to give you what you need, but not what you want. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about, because a lot of people are stuck in this trap where they have, they have, they have idols in their lives, idols of thought, idols of doing, idols of believing wrong things, right? They're doing all of these things and they don't even see, <clears throat> number one, that they're do it, doing it, number two, how to get out of it, or even number three, recognizing the thumbprint of evil in this idolatry, in this trap, in the ways that they're stuck. And as a result, they're living in this perpetual state of oppression, this perpetual state of feeling like they can't get unstuck and it defeats them and it overwhelms. So we're going to talk about that today because I want you to have the same freedom I have. I want you to have the same freedom that the people that I coach have available to them. Your constant oppression Right now, think about this. Your constant oppression right now is caused by idolatry. So just hang with me through this episode. And, and I hope that you would just hear what God is saying to you, ministering to you through this today. So I want you to think about what you keep running to. Like when you have a bad day, what do you run to? When you have a bad experience with somebody, what do you run to? When things are really hard, what do you run to? When... um when you're really tired, what do you run to? When you're really exhausted after a long day of work, what are you running to, right? What you keep running to, that's what we're going to be talking about. Because whatever you are running to, you've become accustomed to that thing, that habit, whatever it is, giving you what you want when life is hard or when it's stressful or whatever your circumstance. And that very thing is actually taking from you. That's what I want to highlight today. It is actually weakening you. 
It is stealing from you. It is even oppressing you. Let's talk about what is oppression even, right? Like oppression is, it's when, it's when something has authority over you. Like you've given your authority, your Christian authority to something else. Maybe you've given your authority to food and now food has control over you and therefore it's actually oppressing you. It has authority because, you know, because, I'll be honest with you, because you live in, a, we live in a very permissive society where food is all too often, like completely the centerpiece of our everything. Think about the last time you went to a church event. Was food the centerpiece? <laughs> it probably was. When you went to a party, was food the centerpiece? Right? When you think about like how your mom maybe raised you and taught you to be comforted, it was very likely that you were taught to be comforted or loved with food. And so like right now at this point in your life, your inability to see this relationship for what it has become is a little bit cloudy because you've got a very confused, very permissive relationship between food and comfort and relief and love. You know, you've all of it has been intermingled and we associate food and laziness as our solution instead of going to God as our solution. I hope this is like landing for you that it's resonating with you. Like you're actually seeing it like we tolerate a wrong relationship with food because, well, you know, to be truthful, because it just doesn't feel wrong, right? Like we need food. So we justify our indulgences. Like we don't even link our food life and our addictive behaviors to actually, to that actually being sin because it do just doesn't feel like sin, right? Like you don't think you're constantly doing what you want to do despite knowing what you should, to, you should do with, you know, going to Chick-fil-A for, you know, dinner when you're on a diet and you're trying very hard and praying for God to help you, you don't equate that as a sin because it just doesn't feel like a sin. But you know, I have a question for you. What about Eve? What about Eve? Was the fruit that she ate bad? Like, or was it just forbidden? And what could happen if you were to make that a same that same association? Going to Chick-fil-A and then going to Starbucks and getting, you know, the 500 calorie mocha latte, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, having cheesecake and then going and, and driving through and then ordering out and then, you know, whatever, all the things. And then not going to the gym or maybe not, whatever it is. When you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is the definition of sin according to James 4.17. It's a personal sin. So right now in this moment, is God, is God nudging you to identify the, like the things that are forbidden in this season? Maybe he's given you a vision of where he wants you to go. And it's, it's like profoundly physical. And the only way for you to physically achieve what it is that's in your heart right now for that next season is for you to physically overcome. And the only way for you to physically overcome and to step into that physical vision is for you to step into your spiritual authority as a believer and to acknowledge where you have been giving, given, giving your authority away. You've been 
allowing something else to master you. So what is God nudging you about right now? So identify those forbidden things. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's whatever it is. It's not because those things are bad or wrong. And it might not even be that those things are naturally or inherently unhealthy. But could it be that in this season, if it's not for that physical vision, could it also be that, you know, maybe in this season right now, God is highlighting something in your life that has become a false God, something that you have begun to run to instead of running to him, something that you've placed over him, right? Maybe he's nudging you and saying that there's something that has become a false God to you in your life. And he's trying to break you of that. He's trying to show you that. Sometimes things that are wrong for us in just a season of life, they don't really seem wrong because up until this point, we have just justified them. And even now hearing me, it's like, <clears throat> whatever it is that you're identifying as, you know, yeah, I've been running to that or yeah, I've been whatever. Just hearing me talk about it, you can already see that maybe you're still even justifying it as a sin or maybe you're justifying that sin as, you know, an acceptable thing. Like you have a sin tolerance for it because it's not, you know, you've not not yet really stepped into the conviction of how this is really something God needs you to break up with. Maybe it's something right now that you're justifying because you see it as just acceptable. An acceptable sin. Maybe you see something as an acceptable sin because you just don't hate it, right? <laughs> because it gives you what you want, not what you need. Like God's going to need, you need to be convicted. You need strength and power and courage so that you can do a couple of things in this situation. Like number one, you can see it for what it is. You can override its authority. You can repent of running to it instead of running to God. You can be, you can pray to be shown the way out. You can be shown how to rid your life of it. I just want to impress it upon your heart that James 4.17 is going to tell you whether or not something should be in your life in this season. If it's the very thing that you need to get rid of right now in order to get where God needs you to be in that next season, in order for you to step into that comeback for your next season of your life. And you know, maybe it isn't a sin, but is it a hindrance? And is God asking you to lay it down and to start coming to him instead of going to that? Like, I just want to assure you right now, this is the very, this could be the very thing oppressing you. You may think it's life circumstances that are oppressing you, but it might not be. It could be your ability to go to God versus food or go to God instead of laziness when your life circumstances are hard. So I'm encouraging you to pay attention to what you are thinking and believing and what you're feeling, and as a result, what you're trusting, and as a result, what you're doing, and in whatever you're doing, how you could be basically edging God out of your life. Like what could change in your life in those scenarios if you were to go to God instead of going to that false God? 
instead of, you know, always taking a nap or always thinking you have to have alcohol just because this is when we have alcohol or always thinking, um, I've got to have pasta because my family's Italian and they'll get offended if I don't. No, take those thoughts captive, right? All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and I will see you on the other side of this. Hey, just a quick commercial break to tell you about a new and profound and possibly life-changing program that you might not know about yet. It is called The Comeback, and it is your new weight loss setup. It's a 30-day mind renewal journey with me. You don't even need social media. It's where we meet in a different plat- on a different platform, and I help you 30 days of you and I working together to renew your mind. It is profoundly transformational. So many women have already gone through the first round of it, and they've shared with me how they are waking up to spiritual revelations, that they're having physical breakthrough, that they're having emotional breakthrough, that they're starting to realize what they formerly were believing and how therefore they were stuck in what they were believing. If you are ready for transformation and you would like to have these these same sorts of revelations, you would like to have this new weight loss setup and you'd like to work with me for 30 days, then you might want to consider joining me in the comeback. You can only find out more about this by a couple of different ways. Go to my website, sherrycapilla.com forward slash subscribe. Do that and I will be sending out so much communication about the comeback. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Capilla. Follow me on Facebook, Sherry Capilla. Or send me an email, coachcapilla at gmail.com and I'll send you more information if you ask me about the comeback. Now back to the show. Hey you, welcome back. Okay. So where were we? <laughs> so I just want you to make this connection. I, you've got to make this connection if you want to rise up against your oppression, right? God is going to strengthen you to rise up, but that's going to mean you coming back to him, identifying, identifying where you've replaced him with a false God in your life. Like do this in your, in every area, like I mentioned before, in your laziness, in your food, in your, in the areas where you're seeking joy, maybe through wine or maybe food joy, maybe any area of your comfort zones, like where you're also maybe escaping, escaping for whatever purpose, your life will change and you will truly inherit the kingdom of God right now, fully and completely in Jesus's power to actually to actually overcome what has been overcoming you. You've got to stop coming under authority, like under the wrong authority, and instead stand in your authority as a believer. You need to rid your life of the false gods. You need to come back to God, recognizing and seeing him as your source for all things. He's going to help you. And he's even going to help you to see the idolatry. And to see the evil in that, right? I mean, this is something I teach all the time. I just want to sidestep and talk about this. What is evil? Evil is anything meant to bring you sorrow, anxiety, and misfortune. And I want to connect that to you on your weight loss journey, right? Let's let's talk about that on your weight loss journey. Do you see how your food choices and your maybe your addiction can actually leave you feeling sorrowful or full of anxiety? or dealing with misfortune in your health? Like, do you have a constant state of sorrow right now on your weight loss journey regarding your weight? Do you have a, do you have a constant, do you have a constant sadness because you can't say no and find real joy again in your life? Like, do you get anxious 
maybe when you're going to parties, when you're on a diet, or, you know, maybe as you're stepping up to the scale. What about a constant state of disappointment because of your inability to say no to all the wrong foods? This, like all of this, these are the results of evil in our lives and we don't even see it because evil will oppress you as it hides in plain sight. So just to kind of, you know, wrap up this episode, I encourage you to go and actually look up James 4.17 and see where, see like how it applies to your life, even in weight loss. Because sometimes your sin is just, sometimes your sin is your indifference to evil and your indifference to the idolatry that you're aware of. So pray and ask God what he's saying to you now, like about what you've identified, what he's saying to you personally. Doesn't matter whether or not it applies to everybody else in your life. What is he saying to you personally about idolatry, about what evil is doing, about what is oppressing you? What is he saying to you personally? And you know, don't just take my word for this. Go and see what God's word has to say about this. I know that God is going to free you from this oppression if you're actually experiencing it. But I also know that you have a role. This is not, none of this is going to happen overnight, this weight loss journey, right? None of the transformation that you want to step into, even if you start to work with me, none of it is going to happen overnight. It's going to be hard. You're not going to want to do it probably every single day. Your flesh is going to fight you, but your comeback is on the other side of you seeing the truth of what I'm telling you. And you know, often God provides no solution to our problems until we trust him and we move ahead with what we knew, know we should do even in weight loss. So it is time for you to, to just rise up against your oppressor, expect, expect spiritual warfare, expect the need Expect the need for God's presence even more than ever. Expect that, that God will strengthen you spiritually first on this profoundly physical journey. Like you're not going to see rapid weight loss because God's desire to strengthen is to strengthen you from the inside out. Your body, your body's also going to need, it's going to need time to heal from all of the wrong choices that you've been making up until this point before real and lasting change is going to happen in weight loss. But then let me just tell you this, and then I'll leave you with this. Once you have rid your life from what has blinded and oppressed and hindered you, you are going to find and experience profound spiritual, emotional, and physical transformation. Your comeback, oh, this is so beautiful. Your comeback is available to you. In fact, Dare I say it is assured, it is guaranteed, if you will, simply trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Seek God's will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take every hour, every day, even in weight loss. <music>